Hi everyone and welcome to episode 21 of Running Partners with me Alison and me Paul. So today it's going to be a bit of a more chatty one isn't it because we've got a few different things that we want to cover today but the main kind of thrust of it if you like is our social media favourite things really isn't it so we're just going to go through our podcasts that we like to listen yep. to, some Instagram people that we like to follow and some YouTube channels that we like to watch just mainly around running, don't we? Um, just to give us a bit of inspiration. So kind of thought that might be a nice thing to talk about because the reason we started doing this podcast was because we like running podcasts. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many of them, why not? create one more new well, one yeah but i i always ran out of them that's true yeah. i think there's always room for another one there isn't is, there, there is, i yeah. think but um yeah so um sorry if there's any background now someone sounds like they've just started doing the gardening just yeah. as we start to speak so started i don't the know edge. if you'll pick that up or not but apologies uh, if so yeah but we'll, ca- we'll carry on okay yeah. so but before we do that shall we do our usual shout outs mm. and what we've been running this week um yeah so we've had a few bits of feedback on previous episodes so the intervals episode lucy gave some feedback that she enjoyed listening to it and was going to try some of the stuff in there and and enjoyed that um rosie had also listened to it and was asking about the kind of warm-up and the cool down period and how long they should be particularly if you've not got much time and should you focus on um cutting them down to make sure you get the intervals done and, and that sort of thing so so that was quite interesting the advice i gave to rosie was you want to do a proper warm and i think we we talked about that didn't we in the episode yeah and then if if you, you a cool down's important but it like it can only, if you need it to be it can be just a couple of minutes a very very slow jog to a walk so you can the with intervals you want to prioritize the intervals don't you as much yeah. as you can so so yeah nice feedback from those i think you had a couple of others yeah so um andy k he got in touch to say he liked the episode on intervals as well and he was saying that he's come because he's coming back from injury he finds that intervals are quite useful, you know, rather than just going out and jogging and it gets a bit boring, that incorporating some intervals in can be helpful just to kind of mix things up a bit when you're coming back from injury. So obviously, if you are in that position, you might want to do them a bit slower or or whatever. Um, And like you mentioned about run, walk and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, so that was nice feedback. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, let us know how you get on with that, Andy. And then we had a nice message from Amy, who connected on Instagram. I think she listens uh, every week, she says, on a Thursday when she's on on her bike. So, hello, enjoy your bike ride. Yeah, so Amy's doing London Marathon, isn't she? So I'm following her on Instagram. um, And she's, uh, yeah, well into her training, done some long runs, doing really well. So Sounds like it. I asked her if her training was going well. She said it was. So, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to see how that goes and obviously see how yours goes. And, um, you know, you might see her. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So thank you for listening, uh, Amy. And then did we want to mention some race results? So we talked Mm. a bit about the Seville Marathon last episode um, and then that took place on Sunday some fantastic times 
probably worth mentioning Phil Sessman. Mm-hmm. So I'd seen him a bit training in Kenya. So yeah, I think we which it, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> training partners probably a bit strong, uh, yeah. but you know, there were times when I grew crossed his and there was a mutual. Well, you were standing on the side of the road. And <laughs> <you> <laughs> whizzed, whizzed, go Phil, go Phil. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Jeff kept seeing him everywhere. I think he I think Jeff became like his sort of stalker for a two week period. But Jeff, I think Phil's performance is all down to you. So so Phil <laughs> Uh, I think he managed 20802, um, which moved him to third male on the all-time uh, list of British marathon runners yeah. behind Mo Farah and Steve Jones. Not the guy who was on the one show, but the <laughs> famous runner yeah. from the 80s, um, yeah. who like he was kind of had the British record for for ages, mm. didn't until Mo Farah broke it at London, probably um, probably about five years ago, yeah. something like that. But Phil's now third behind them and mm. I think he achieved the Olympic uh, qualifying, qualifying standards. Standard, yeah. So yeah, so that's brilliant. All yeah. been well, hope he stays fit and, and ready and he'll, be, uh, he'll yeah. be on the start line in the in, in Paris. Amazing, someone to cheer. Yeah, any other results from uh, Seville you wanted to mention? Well, we wanted to mention Riz, didn't we? Oh yeah, our neighbour. Yeah. So... Our globe-trotting, marathon-running <laughs> neighbour, yeah. Risney. Yeah, so I think he is actually in the middle of Marathon training for another marathon, but he went off to Seville and did three twenty nine fifteen. So Brilliant. amazing, fantastic yeah. time. Yeah, well done, Riz. Yeah, another one to his massive list of marathon yeah. global marathon achievements. Yeah. So I've not seen him. I don't. No. I'm not seeing him out running. I haven't uh, seen him recently. Perhaps he's having an extended holiday. Maybe he's <laughs> just like sunning himself in yeah. uh, it's somewhat warm weather training. Yeah, it could be. Could yeah. be. Um, so yeah, well done, Riz. So fantastic. And then another race I was just going to mention from another listener who did a local race, uh, which was a five-mile race quite near to us in a place called Wombwell, uh, which is Wombwell. Wombwell, which is it. is part of Barnsley or near Barnsley. Yeah, I think so. People say they live in Wombwell. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It's a place, isn't it? It's, it? it's place, not in Barnsley. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, so Michael did. I'm not exactly sure what time he did. I think his pace was around six minute mile pace, um, but I do know he was third v fifty. And he, sh- he, the reason I know this is he shared this brilliant photo uh, on Instagram of crossing the line, and like it was just a complete picture of someone who's just given absolutely like everything. Yeah. It was like literally one second after crossing the line, he's got the double sort of teapot, hands on hips, mm-hmm. really like drawing in oxygen, you know, looks like one step from just laying on the ground. But it, yeah. um, that five miles a weird distance, isn't it? Because yeah. you kind of, it's almost like an, a bit of an extended part run. So you, you, people yeah. are just going to go out hard, fast. You've not got any time to build mm-hmm. up to it. And I guess it's the sort of race where you want to be emptying the tank completely <laughs> in the last like you know, a few hundred metres, so, yeah, uh, yeah. so well done, Michael. Yeah, there's lots of people from our running club that did that race, weren't there, yeah, and uh, just a little mention for Jane again. Oh, yeah, Jane, yeah, yeah, one of my yeah. athletes, well yeah. done, Jane. Well done, Jane. She Improving did a, all the time. Yeah, she did a PB on that course, so she was pleased with that. Awesome. Yeah, so is that it for the shout-outs this I week? I think so, oh, yeah. Right, do you want to tell us about you running then? Oh, yeah, so I've had a good week. I'm feeling yeah. all, like, pleased with myself yeah. this week. So recording this Friday, so I've run every day this week and I managed to, once again, the kind of joys of being self-employed or sort of working part-time, I suppose would be another mm-hmm. way to describe it, is I can fit my running in a little bit in the week. So I did my interval session on Monday mm-hmm. 
Um, and it was an extension of the session I talked about last week, which was, so it was last week it was 10 times three minutes with 35 second recovery. This week it extended to 12 times three minutes with 35 seconds recovery with a warm up and cool down. So uh, I was panicked up, you know, sort of dreading it because um, it was a really tough session mm-hmm. last week. But I did it and I actually did it quicker. I, I did it overall average about five seconds per mile quicker. So I did the intervals, the 12 intervals around about 5.55 pace. So, um, I mean, I guess that's the logic of training that yeah. week on week your fitness should improve and your ability to tolerate these sorts of sessions should increase. Yeah, so so that was good. And I know a couple of other people uh, on Strava, Duncan had commented who got the same session. Nick had also got the same session. Right. So um, it's a tough one. It's probably one of the toughest intervals sessions I've done because the recoveries are so short, but presumably yeah. the benefits there mm-hmm. is great. So so I did that and then I did easy runs Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, just an hour. One was about eight miles, the other seven. Um, and then yesterday I did my long run. So target was... Um, warm up and cool down so a total run of 20 miles with the middle section of 16 miles at marathon pace plus 10 seconds um so i changed i was a bit disappointed last week so i changed a couple of things this week i changed the course a bit uh, i made it a course that i got some climbs in it so i'd have overall about a thousand foot of climbing but overall was a downhill course so far mm-hmm. more descent than there was ascent yeah that's right isn't it yeah yeah so so i knew it would get a little bit easier as the run went on changed the footwear so I put on some carbon plated shoes because I thought well it might give me a bit of a boost in terms confidence of pace boost. A confidence boost yeah. and also like I will be wearing those when it comes yeah. to the race I tried a caffeine gel instead of a normal gel and seeing how that worked and I, like and anyway the, the run went really well and I managed the 16 miles at around 6.30 pace which was probably quicker than the marathon pace I'm actually mm-hmm. targeting so I was probably about 15 seconds quicker than I was expecting to be something like that um, so really pleased with the overall run felt great and I think sometimes so no doubt those differences downhill course different shoes getting the fueling right help but the other bit I think is it gives you a mental boost as well because I think sometimes it's just changing things, isn't it? It mm. might be like, you know, slight tweaks to what how you would normally go out to make you think differently and not think, oh, you know, last week's run didn't go great. Will mm-hmm. this run go great? And the other thing I consciously did was I started off a lot quicker. Right. Um, I slowed down a bit, mm-hmm. but I decided I was going to try and get the first sort of eight miles of the 16 done at a decent pace mm. and I did them they did it around 620 pace and then the second half was more like 640 pace so did you set off down the road like speedy gonzalez or something? well no because I did a kind of th- about three and a half mile warm-up okay which so, was to a high point and yeah, then I ran yeah. along a nice brown hill lanes mm. I've talked about <laughs> yeah. it before I did a few reps up and down that it's a bit undulating mm. and it's quite nice um so and and I just but I just put it in. I thought, well, let me see what I can do. And I, and I find I so found was the that warm up quicker. Uh, not too much no. quicker. So no. you did the warm up and then you then yeah. You and then started. I got into my paces right. and then okay. I was just so you able just did to the bit earlier. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, okay. and then I found you know I, I probably did the first few miles a bit quicker than I should, but mm. then I found. I then relaxed and then the kind of running at around the 6.30 to 6.40 pace mm. became like feeling comfortable where sometimes when I've started off at that pace, I find I get slower, mm. you know, and yeah. because you, the muscles get fatigued, the hips yeah. and this sort of thing. So. The other thing I've heard as well is like, if you're doing your warm up, 
and do like doing strides with in your yeah. warm up can help kind of so the perceived Trigger effort the, yeah. is lower uh, when you're kind of you know even if when you're you doing hit, easy yeah. pace or if you're doing sort of marathon pace miles that if you've done strides in your warm up it's kind of your body's kind of like oh, okay, primed I guess yeah as well yeah so I was pleased so it went well same yeah stuff. That, that yeah. is yeah to get that mm-hmm. kind of trigger those the pathways around what yeah. you're thinking around the pace you're going yeah. to be running at and then the other thing I was just going to mention this was something we've experienced others will have it's been really windy in the last mm. like few weeks really particularly over winter yeah. and if you're somewhere that's quite I mean reasonably high up where we are and if you run sort of out of Sheffield you're getting even higher yeah you can get experience the wind a lot and Rosie was asking me saying about the wind and struggling to hit paces and I, so I and everyone knows this you know if you're running into yeah. wind it's really hard so I, yeah. I was kind of looking up a bit of research around it and there is there is some detailed research that was done quite a while ago um looking at actually the impact of wind on racing and running and there's a few things that stood out um and it, it this example was based on someone running a six minute mile so it doesn't apply to everyone and the effect of running into the wind increases the faster you run yeah, that makes sense mm-hmm. because it's about wind resistance. Mm-hmm. But the example around six minute mile, it said if you're running into a ten mile an hour headwind, it will you it will cost you about twelve seconds per mile. So someone who was putting the effort in of a six minute mile, yeah. the pace would be six twelve. If when they turn around and that wind's on the back, you only gain a six second advantage. Half. So it's half. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you do a run that's say I don't know. 20 miles and you're doing 10 miles into the wind and 10 miles with the wind mm. on your back overall it will be more difficult than if you were running that yeah, in still so conditions you should expect it to be slower yeah you should expect it to be slower and account for it and the effort will the be effort, hard yeah. yeah and if you're trying to get your to hit a specific pace and you achieve that pace in running into a headwind the energy cost will be far greater than it normally would be if you were doing that on, yeah. uh, on a you know, in a still day. So you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful because then you'll, the danger is that, it. particularly in the first, if you're doing a long run, you probably will be able to hit your pace because you'll have the energy in the tank yeah. to put the effort in to think, right, I've decided I'm doing seven minute miles, eight minute miles, nine minute miles, whatever it is. I'm going to nail it even into the wind, but the energy will, you'll feel mm-hmm. depleted later yeah. on in that run. So it was quite interesting. Yeah. And the final thing that I learned was it said, evidence shows that if you run behind someone mm-hmm. for one, one metre, stay behind someone, within one metre behind someone, it, it'll reduce the wind air impact on you by 80%. Mm. So which yeah. which Drafting could end people. up being four or five seconds per mile for yeah. kind of a... Um, in which on a short distance race like 5k is not going to make any difference no, but, but on in a like marathon, marathon yeah. yeah yeah get, I mean, get, get fine. i'm sure so <laughs> most people are taller than me so if i can find someone like you um <laughs> to run behind just a meter behind for yeah. sort of three hours i've tried that before in races though but i can't i can never find anyone that's running exactly at the same pace as me a meter in front of me i guess if you run with a pacer you know, if you say oh, you yeah. go for the three-hour pacer, mm. you, you like yeah, that's there, true. There'll be a bunch of people running behind those. Mm. I mean, the marathon I'm doing in Boston, Lincolnshire, UK, just to make <laughs> it clear. I'm not sure. I think it's about 800 participants. So I'm not sure if they'll have paces or if they do, there'll be that many people. But there might be an opportunity to do mm. that. I suppose part of the pacer's job is to draft, yeah. is to be a a kind of uh, you know a shield to yeah, the yeah, people yeah. running into the yeah, wind. I and guess it, so. Yeah, so, you know, but if you're saying four or five seconds a mile, you know, you're talking like 
maths mm. means what two minutes or something yeah. like that you two minute difference yeah and that two minute difference for for someone like me might be the difference between like 259 and mm. 301 yeah the problem for me is that i've I, i've never i suppose once i was going for sub 330 and i might be doing that again it was windy on. in boston wasn't it uh yeah i don't I, but i don't think i don't know if i've seen any paces at boston Maybe there was. Yeah, it was windy and it was raining and it was miserable, yeah. Even though it's downhill? Uh, yeah, but there's some hills, some big hills in it. <laughs> it's some downhill. Some and some bigger downhills. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose so, but yeah. When and that, and, but when I say Boston, I do mean Boston, y- Massachusetts, USA, USA yeah, for the yeah. race you did last year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, anyway. And then finally I did an easy run today, so done both my sessions all my easy runs oh i'm gonna do a park run tomorrow i've not done one in ages so mm. cusworth hall in doncaster with a couple of friends so mm. i'll just be taking it steady i've done my, <laughs> i've done my runs for the week oh, yeah. it's not a race i'm not going for the sub 17 and all that so well there's no lists oh, no, anymore no, so no, don't, don't no one would know anyway yeah. no. uh, so i'm looking forward to that and i'll cap my week so anyway I've yeah. waffled on enough. How's your week gone? Yeah. Yeah, so Running. my week. Yes. Yeah. So last week we did the podcast on Thursday, didn't we? So I'd yet to go on my long run. Is that right? Yeah, we did it on did Thursday. We, uh, yeah, your sorry, long run yeah. was a Friday morning. Yeah, so I did my, my long run. So I'll hark back to the previous week to fill you in on that. So, um, yeah, I did 20 miles last Friday and I managed to do eight miles of those at, eight minute mile pace so that was 20 that's 20 seconds slower than my marathon pace so I was quite pleased with that run so overall it was like 835 pace so um I was quite happy with that and then I did a tempo run on the Sunday and it was supposed to be half marathon pace and I was thinking I'm never gonna do this because I've been a bit oh you know this training ain't going that well and that sort of thing. But I did manage to do, I think it was six miles at six, sorry, 7.25 pace. So I was really pleased with that. And I feel like my fitness is actually like improving over the last couple of weeks. Um, and there's been a big change. And I think, I guess it's coming up to eight, eight weeks of training, obviously. So training effect. But also, I went to see the physio a few weeks ago and she said that I was all unbalanced and this is like as a result of my back problem. And she gave me quite a few different stretches and things to do, which I have been doing and some strength stuff. And I think, I feel like it's made a lot of difference like mechanically to me. It just feels a lot easier. And I think I was saying last week that track just felt a lot easier. And I think it's like the mechanics thing. So yeah, so shout out to Charlie Stone at Fit for Physio who helped me with that. So yeah, brilliant. So I'm feeling like a lot better about things. So on to this week. So on eight, week eight, so I'm nearly halfway through now, the entire training plan. Um, Monday did five miles and a bit easy. Did that with Rosie actually, which was nice to have a bit of company for once. Because I'm usually running on my own. Um, on Tuesday, I didn't go to track because I needed to do five by one mile and it was shorter at track. And I just thought I can't sort of justify not doing my five by one mile. So I did those five times one mile at seven minute mile pace, roughly, um, which was 
yeah what what I needed to do it on the training plan it said 10k pace so happy with that so it was like eight miles in total that run and then on Wednesday I was supposed to do 12 miles easy and I think like you you're not convinced that it's necessary for this run are you really that you know a midweek long run it's kind of not although you were saying your (laughs) your intervals are longer than my intervals so the mileage wise Probably, although this week I suspect your interval run was probably ended up being like... It was eight miles. Eight miles in total, yeah. Mm. Mine generally are 10 miles plus, 10 to 12 miles. Mm. So it's constituting both a workout, an interval session, plus a long run. Therefore, you know, on the programme that John gives me, um, and he advocates to many of his athletes, it's like a you, you need to do two hard sessions and they both end up it's kind of a medium long run you know anything up to sort of half marathon then a longer run mm-hmm. for marathon training which is up to kind of 22 miles so yeah I wondered I guess doing eight miles with five miles at pace one day and then trying to do 12 the next day is probably wonder about the benefits of yeah, it I guess. yeah yeah so anyway I cut that short to 10 miles on that day and that was area I'll talk a little bit more about it after I've finished telling you about my running but um because I needed to like go to the toilet <laughs> so uh, I cut it a bit short so I did 10 miles instead De- so Thursday I had a rest day which was needed after those three days and then today I've done 18 miles so I've done so it was nine miles easy nine miles at marathon pace so what I did was I did like a six mile kind of warm up at the easy pace ish and then I did nine miles and then a three sort of three mile cool down type thing so I was really pleased with how that went today I managed to do that in those nine miles in that 737 pace so overall my entire run was like 806 pace so it feels a bit more like I'm getting a bit of fitness back so I was really pleased about that and then I've got a couple more runs an easy run and then a progression run if I want to do that on Sunday. Great stuff. So mm-hmm. just before you, there's just a couple of things I wanted to just pick up on. Mm. I think are useful lessons for um, for us and for people listening before you talk about the um, the challenges you had on your 12 mile <laughs> run that became 10 miles. I guess one is training effect. You mentioned that, and that yeah. you know. Remember, we talked a bit of this at the start. Is oh, what, what should your paces be? Well. You've done eight weeks and your paces are improving. They're improving on your long run. I think you've referenced track sessions where you've got quicker as well. Yeah. So it's kind of trusting the process, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Not stressing week two, mm-hmm. week three, week four, that, oh dear, I should, well, I'm not quite as where I want to be. And that's difficult to do, isn't it? When you're mm-hmm. doing the runs and you're thinking, one, you're thinking, how oh, am I going to do this pace? I can't do this pace for five miles how am I going to do it for mm. like 26 or whatever yeah. but you've just got to trust if you stick to the plan which you have you know 95 yeah. percent of it you, the fitness will increase because you're delivering the sessions week on week yeah and then um the other thing was I think about what you said about track and that that's something that I think is important and, and particularly people to consider is the you took a decision that the track session wouldn't be beneficial to your training Mm -hmm. so I guess with all these things it's a balance isn't it between doing something that might be a bit different with the running club with friends versus you know taking a week away from that to do something which you think will benefit your training in a greater way and that's that thing about like 
every run having a purpose isn't it yeah so you wanted to make sure that session was purposeful so mm-hmm. you did it independently not a track yeah and I guess also these that's and we'll come on to your your Wednesday run that run having a purpose and you knowing that actually cutting that run down partly because you mm. needed to but partly yeah I suspect you were kind of thinking well that the actual impact of this yeah. is not actually mm. going to be that great because mm-hmm. the focus of this week is the five times one mile that you did on Tuesday and the long run that you've yeah. done today. Yeah. So what happened anyway then on uh, Wednesday? Yeah, so this is probably, well, it's something that, you know, I don't think people like talking about is it, in general, but it's quite common in runners needing to go to the toilet, stomach issues, I guess. And it, you know, it's been featured in like Runner's World and everywhere. It is a th- it's a thing. And like Rosie, you might need to want to switch off now because Rosie doesn't like talking about this sort of stuff and turn back on she's in three minutes. Yeah, she pro- anyway. probably has. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, just kind of, and I have had this before and you've had it before, haven't you? That mm. you go through phases sometimes where you need to go to the loo when you're like out running and stuff. And I think you know it's okay if you kind of live in a big city and there's lots of like toilets everywhere but a lot of places where I run that isn't the case so and I think that you can then build up anxiety around it can't Mm. you about like thinking it's going to happen all the time but I think there's a few things that well I've tried to think about like what I'm eating and to be honest I can't really pinpoint anything that's like that's changed that much apart from there's two things that I've kind of identified it sound a bit weird like nuts eating nuts because I've been eating more nuts because I've been trying to eat less okay. <laughs> less rubbish okay. stuff like chocolate and crisps and things Mixed so, nuts, you know it's supposed to be like nuts, all sorts of all nuts, sorts of nuts. okay <laughs> so right. instead so of stop eating, eating nuts. well but I don't know. I don't you think like so. I don't think so. I don't. But anyway, that's changed. That's something that's changed. And also, drinking squash. I know, like some people think it's really wrong for adults to drink. Yeah, squash. I mean, it's a children's drink. Yeah. yeah, but I've been drinking like a lot of squash because I've been trying to make sure I'm hydrated. And I think I do drink water, plain water. But I think, like, I can't drink like. Lots makes, and lots makes and lots. Water and, more interesting. Yeah, it just makes that, water like, more interesting. Yeah, yeah but the squash that I've been drinking has got artificial sweeteners in it. Ooh. I've uh, listened to a podcast with Chris Van Tulliken on it. Is that his name? You know, Dr. Chris. Yeah. And he's written a book about ultra processed food, and he said that's the number one thing that you should cut out if that's you know if you were only going to call artificial sweeteners, artificial sweeteners in drinks and stuff. Mm, okay. Bad news so, if you drink kind of. Diet soft drink, yeah. fizzy drinks and stuff, as well as squash. Though, yeah, but yeah. It's that is they've it, all got them. Yeah, it's aspartamine. Yeah, I think is yeah. the is the bad one. Yeah. yeah so what I'm going to do is try cutting that and see if it makes a difference. I've also read previously that it can happen when your fitness is increasing. I don't know whether. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know whether that's you know what the you know underlying mechanisms of that no. are at all, but. I have read that before and also in women it can happen like it's you know to do with like your hormone balance and stuff like that so um if you're on your period you can have more problems right. with that sort of thing so I know we've people have asked for us to talk about mm. menstrual cycle and menopause and stuff in the podcast so I think that we we need to f- make sure we find out more about we that don't we yeah, before yeah. we do yeah. that but we will do at some point but I think that all ties in so or equally if there's someone who's like expertise in that area who wants yeah. who's listening who would like to 
come and talk about that, that. we'd great. happily do an interview yeah, just yeah. S- send us a message and we can arrange that yeah definitely um and the other thing i was good i saw that joe wicks did an instagram live with someone a nutritionist um, an expert on i think his issue was like more about bloating he was saying that he farts all the time and he was like why, why what's the problem what what am I doing wrong and it sounds like he's a bit he can be a binge eater which is surprising in it you know things like if you drink like fizzy drinks apparently the amount of co2 that's in there it kind of expands in your stomach to like 30 times what it is in the can because it's like compressed <laughs> okay so that's can make you like have gas yeah gassy stomach and all these things can contribute but that was quite interesting if you know anyone wants to look at that um go back to that there's quite a few tips on things to eat and stuff but yeah if anyone's got any tips on how and, to... and you do now know where all the toilets are <laughs> as well. Parks, shops. But it's really boring, isn't it? Secret bushes, I mean, hiding think, areas. Think about... Yeah, I mean, I'm know, like, I suppose it's not something I've experienced that often. I have once you or have twice. You have done, haven't you? Yeah. I generally like needing a wee is a problem for me. So yeah. I want to... I like having a coffee in the morning, so I always have a coffee. I like... Um, usually have a drink of water sometimes... Uh, like a carb drink before a long run. So and I'm not on about loads. I'm on about like one coffee and perhaps maximum 400 mils of a drink, mm. if that. And that will need, I will need to go for a wee pretty much constantly through like a long two hour, two and a half hour run mm. right to the end, to the point even at the end then I would still need another wee. And it's irritating because kind of, although it's from like for men it's probably a bit easier to have have mm. a wee it's kind yeah, of like it's quicker it's a bit yeah. quicker um but you still like most of the running i do on roads m- most of it is like in areas that are not remote or anything reasonably mm. populated there's people walking dogs you know there's cars going past and stuff and the in, and you've got to try and find places to have a wee and it's not always easy and it's a bit kind of embarrassing i suppose but yeah like the alternative is drug. If I if I don't want to do that, I've literally I would have to wake up in the morning. I would have to drink nothing. The mm. only way I could not do that is drink nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and I've even had to stop on races before and have a wee. Yeah, know. I had to stop it in Boston Marathon and have a wee, but yeah, that's a. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure like it's kind of it, that. I think is a bit of an irritation, but less mm. of a big issue than to, than like yeah. you know needing a poop. But you kind of seems to go through phases i think and maybe yeah maybe it's just your body changing and stuff maybe again but, like people's experiences yeah. we'd like to hear and yeah. you know if they're willing to share i think it's sort of useful for people to know they're not you know they're in good company with this, <laughs> these sorts of problems i guess or company yeah uh, but also if like you say if people have got any kind of suggestions or yeah. solutions yeah yeah, well, now we're going to talk a bit more about like our favourite Instagram people. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. A Philly Bowden that I like to follow on Instagram. I know that the evening before a race, she doesn't eat any fibre for that reason. Need, yeah, just to just to, to prevent any, you know, issues in that respect. So, yeah. So, so there are you know people do do things to kind of stop it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so shall we actually yes. move on to yeah, that bit? Yeah, yeah, a long introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, waffling on quite a lot, but yeah. So, podcast, shall we yeah, start Yeah, shall we start with our yeah. favourite podcast yes. that we like to listen to? So, shall I go first? Other than running partners, yeah, of course. Obviously yeah, obviously we, yeah. we listen to that constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you go. What What's your favourites then? Yeah, so I why? think, like, when I first 
started getting into running outside I kind of I think I ran at first without listening to anything and I enjoyed that and then you know when you run more you you sometimes just want something to keep you going don't you and and I, I generally listen to running podcasts when I'm running I know that other people don't do that they're like listening to running podcasts when they're doing the cleaning when they're like cooking dinner and that sort of thing but um the one that I, I like and the one that I, I started listening to first was Running Commentary with uh, Paul Tonkinson and Rob Deering. So they're two comedians. I'm sure lots of people will also listen to Running Commentary because it's quite a, a popular one, isn't it? Yeah, so, it's been going like, I don't know, what, years, 10 years, yeah, 10 like, years yeah, maybe? I don't know, yeah. yeah, yeah, a long time. So they go out on a run together and record as they're running so it's literally you feel like you're kind of going for a run with them so out of breath. Yeah, yeah yeah and they talk a bit they talk a lot about running but they also just talk about other stuff as well and they're quite funny so and that's, the comedians like you said yeah, the comedians, comedians so they're talking yeah. about like their where they've been on the travels they've yeah. done gigs and talk a bit about the family yeah. lives as well don't they yeah sometimes interview people people come on a run with them every now and again they do yeah yeah so yeah so I think that's probably my favorite one or the one that I've listened to most so yeah what about you have you got one that you listen to most? yeah um yeah so probably the one I've listened to most over the years is Marathon Talk it's recently changed hasn't it so mm-hmm. um so it's Martin Yelling has been on it throughout hasn't he yeah so I think at first it was Holly Rush Martin uh and also the guy who used to be on EastEnders was oh not EastEnders Emmerdale Emmerdale yeah um I can't remember his his name exactly but he was into running and he was quite funny and but that that was really good it was a mixture of I suppose not dissimilar to some of the template we've used for this, which was they'd talk about their own running, they'd talk about running in the world of events, in the world of athletics, mm-hmm. didn't they? And then they kind of just talked about any running-related topics and occasionally interview people. And, yeah. And then it stopped for a while, but then it recently came back, didn't it, with Martin and uh, Dina, Dina Castor yeah. doing it together. So it's, it's like well worth a listen. Yeah, it's kind of a bit different now, though, isn't it? Because it's sponsored by um, the World Marathon Majors. Yes. So... They talk more around all those events. marathon major events, yeah. those six marathons, so and they interview people that have done them and stuff. So it is interesting, but it's quite different, isn't to it? To how it was it, before. But there's obviously a lot you of back can, Yeah, you could definitely go back to some to. of the back issues. And they're yeah. not, it's not the sort of po- podcast content that would be dated. You know, no, it's no. interesting. They talk about running sessions they're doing and stuff like that. And yeah. obviously, Martin has coached elite athletes. Uh, and his wife, Liz Yelling, who was represented Great Britain and elite athletes. So it's, yeah, it's just a really interesting one. Okay, so any others for you? Yeah, so I like Run Pod, and that's Jenny Falconer's um, yeah, I've not listened podcast. to that one. Um, yeah, so you might remember Jenny Falconer. She used to be on GMTV yeah. years ago. On, yeah, GMTV. Oh, good, yeah. good Morning. Yeah, Good Morning Britain, or whatever it's called. Yeah, she was on that with Ben Shepherd, wasn't she? Yes years ago so she does a podcast and and hers is kind of she always interviews someone and it's but it's not they're not usually like runners they're usually like not elite runners I should say they're usually 
like celebrities that like running so it's quite interesting so you get kind of a, a bit more of an idea about you know people that are like I don't know in EastEnders or presenters or chefs or whatever that go on hers and and that's quite interesting they're quite short so if you're doing a quick sort of easy run you can you know sometimes they're like only half an hour or so so um I quite like that one that keeps me entertained awesome yeah, what about you? Got any more? Um, what the Fart Look's a good one. So yeah. that's a few years old. Some guys who I think live not far from us in Sheffield. I'm not exactly yeah, sure think, where yeah, they're based. Yeah, I think Sheffield-based, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, talking all, all things running, they've got a community on Facebook. Yeah. You know, a really kind of supportive community, people talking about the races, they've done the results and things like that. And then they do interviews as well. Mm-hmm. So just today I was listening to one with an interview with um, a guy called Harry Lancaster. I think you follow on Instagram, Instagram yeah. um, talking about his own running, his coaching he does, how he got into running and the sort of things he's doing. So so again, a real mix of kind of ordinary people talking about running and things yeah. they enjoy, celebrating the success of listeners and also mixing it up with some like interviews with some interesting people as well. So yeah, yeah definitely What the Fart Look is a good one to listen to. Yeah. And they've got a Facebook group as well that you can... Uh, join and follow as well so people on Facebook can find that easily enough yeah so they release two two a week episodes yeah, Monday a week and Thursday, so yeah. I think one of them tends to be an interview and the, and the other one's more, more chatty, chatty yeah, yeah. yeah so quite a prolific uh, yeah uh, podcast so yeah but definitely working. worth a listen yeah definitely so yeah so um what others the next one that I listen to is the running channel podcast so oh yeah it's probably like the most popular one yeah, when you look on the charts yeah, and the stuff top it's of the usually charts, up there. yeah and I think it, it's pretty good isn't it you know and, oh yeah you know again it's like the sort of stuff that we like to talk about and what so, you know yeah, training yeah. races equipment kit yeah that sort of thing and like Andy Badley is on there and he's obviously an ex-elite runner so he's kind of you know handy to listen to what he's got to say about things because he knows a lot about physiology and things like that and then there's also people on there that are kind of more new to running you know more like oh like our sort Normal of paces people, yeah. and, and that sort of thing yeah. so yeah so that one's I find that one quite um good and entertaining to listen to and there's always something different to listen to and that comes out once a week and it's about sort of 45 minutes so good it's for, quite fun isn't it don't take yeah. it too seriously at yeah. like I think Andy had recently done a, his first marathon hadn't he and t- talked about the training for that and you know even though he was someone who was an elite athlete it was interesting listening to him as almost like experience all the same fears and worries and anxieties that anyone else does when they're training for a, a marathon yeah. so yeah. yeah so uh yeah really yeah. really good one to listen to cool there was one more i was going to mention okay so this is one i've listened to not so much recently but on and off over the years it's called talk ultra so i really got into this when i was training for some ultras and doing some long three four five hour runs because the episodes are quite long mm. they can be up to two hours yeah. so if you bank two of them Great, keep you going for a yeah. long run. Um, hosted by a guy called Ian Corliss, who's kind of a, a massive enthusiast and committed to the ultra running scene. Um, so covers races, thinks a photographer, you know, knows a lot of the top athletes, um, has built relationships with them, um, seems to be kind of all over the ultra scene. And he gets some real, really good guests on, you know, yeah. talking about real 
like full in-depth interviews. So I listened to one. Um, it was with Tom Evans about the UTMB, uh, yeah. Western States as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe both, or perhaps he'd yeah. done two interviews. And it was, it was like Tom was going through everything from like his entire training program, mm-hmm. build up to the race, what the race was like, what he was going to plan next, and stuff. And it sort of it takes a bit of getting into and obviously it's of interest to people who are you know interested in running in general but it's it's probably quite wrapped around the ultra and trail running scene but it's sort of well worth a listen and it is something that you can really settle into on a long run I find so um yeah talk ultra look that one up yeah cool and then there's one that I listen to that isn't a running related podcast but we had like a wild card didn't we to oh pick yeah one, that, one wild card it wasn't a, a yeah. running related one and so that I've picked Ellis and John so Ellis James and John Robbins there do a show on um BBC Radio 5 and they've got a podcast and they, that comes out twice a week and yeah it's quite funny isn't it so I've been listening to that for quite a few years and just enjoy that and I do often listen to that on a run as well so if you want something different try Ellis James and John Robbins and then I allowed one wild card yep. so I'll be boring and provide a football one so I, <laughs> I like football so for me the best football podcast is totally football show so it's about all things football but it I guess focuses mainly on Premier League but covers you know it's funny not it's not just about reviewing the matches hosted by James Richardson who for anyone who's old like me might remember Italian mm. 90 coverage on Channel 4 sorry Ital- Italian football coverage in the 90s on Channel 4 that came a- after the World Cup so right. people got an interest in Italian football mm. and they had the right so covered you know so a lot of my kind of teenage years were spent Sunday afternoons watching Italian matches live and James Richardson well, when Gaza went to yeah Lazio. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> brilliant and Gaza used to be on the show doing oh, interviews and stuff in in the 90s so Anyway, James Richardson, really funny guy, hosts the Totally Football Show. So if you're into football, even if you're not, it's like really good podcast to listen mm-hmm. to. Cool. All right, so that we've done we've done podcast. Shall we go on to Instagram? Go on then, yeah. So you're, so, this yeah. is your yeah. You're, you're more, I'm I'm more of an Instagram. I think so. It's person, kind of new yeah. to me, but yeah. yeah. What kind of give us some yeah, of your top so, ones? Yeah, so I kind of use Instagram as a bit of inspiration. I only follow people that are like nice, you know. <laughs> It can be a bit toxic, can't it, social media? Mm. So I, I only, you know, people that are positive, I only follow. So, yeah, a, a few that I've started following, like, uh, probably in the last year or so. So Savannah Satch Dev, um, she started running um, in lockdown, I think. And so she started running and then she just kept running. And she's run for, like, 900 days or something, like every day so that was kind of her thing that she first started on Instagram um with just posting every day a run that she'd done and the reasons for doing that and and things like that and then she kind of she's become quite big as like an influencer but she's quite funny and she posts like prolifically so if you're bored there's always something to see what what she's up to so um she's quite funny and quite entertaining so I quite like her and then the next one is Millie Pickles. So Millie Pickles is doing the London Marathon this year. So I'm interested in following her training and stuff. But she um, has got a prosthetic leg and she had an accident, I think it was probably about five or six years ago when she was in her early 20s. She's still at, only in her 20s now, um, where she was electrocuted and she she lost um, 
part of one of her legs and also injured the other one and she was in hospital for a long time and and went through lots of rehab and stuff and then she's obviously got back into running so she's like really inspirational what she's doing and and kind of building up her running to the point where you know she's going to be doing London Marathon in April so um, she's really um, interesting to follow and then Philly Bowden who I mentioned earlier I quite like following her I mean obviously she's an elite athlete she's trying to get the Olympic qualifying time so it's just quite interesting to see what you know she's up to Um, have you got any that you like that you want to mention no, not 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 really. To be honest, not, I'm not. I do follow lots of runners on on Instagram, but All most right. of them are sort of kind of what I'd describe as like normal runners and people sharing the rate runs that they do. Um, a lot of sessions are shared. People share a lot of sessions, don't they? That they do, you know, whether yeah, it's five k, ten k, half marathon, marathon, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it is a good place to see like what other people are doing. So I kind of just look at stuff, but I'm not switched on enough to bring to mind the different ones that yeah. I've enjoyed but I've got a whole bank of runners that I follow and it's interesting I suppose I do follow quite a few elite athletes and that I find that quite interesting because there you also see what sessions yeah. they're doing and stuff mm. and it's sort of you know obviously that's not not nothing like the sort of thing that I'm do, doing but it is it's, it's trying to learn all the things and tips and techniques you can take from the way some of the best runners in the world are training and they're sharing what they're doing on yeah. Instagram. So, yeah, so if, you know, if there's a runner that you like, you just look them up and, like, 99% of them seem to be on yeah. there and posting loads of content because I yeah. guess it's another way of, like, kind of um, having a profile and generating income, presumably, for people who are in elite athletics. Yeah. You know, it's part of that now is having a kind of Instagram profile and, like, yeah. the benefits that brings. So Yeah, and then there's a few more that I follow that are kind of people that I've actually followed for quite a lot of years when I first started getting into marathons. So they're, you know, using the hashtag London Marathon Training or whatever. I found these people and, like, I still follow them. I never met them, but I feel like I kind of know a bit about their lives and stuff. So one of them is um, Sarah's Next Marathon. When I first started following her, she was called Sarah's First Marathon. So she's changed her name because she's done lots of marathons. So she posts a lot of her sessions and stuff, and she's improved loads over the time that I've been following her. So the first time I did London Marathon, she did London Marathon as well. And I think she was trying to do sub 3.30, and she ended up doing like 3.40 or something and was a bit like, you know, not very happy about it, that sort of thing. But now she's doing like sub three-hour marathons. So she's doing like, you know, like, a two, uh, 250 summer wow. marathons and she's like got an England vest and going to be yeah running for England so yeah so have a look at her training Sarah's next marathon yeah yeah okay. so we'll put all these links onto yes, our and the show notes, show notes if you yeah. want but yeah she posts up all the sessions that she's done and like you know you can try you could try and work out you know like what she does and and how you know. she's improved yeah yeah so she shares all that information which is really really nice so you can just you know see what she's doing in terms of also like strength work and things like that yeah. as well another one it's similar sort of thing really someone that's been running marathons for a while and i follow for her is all these things that i've run that's what her na- oh, right. uh, name okay. is so um you know she's i think she's doing the london marathon as well so um i'll put that on the, on the show notes as well and then the last one I was going to mention was running Joe 10k so I think I've mentioned her before that you know she seems like a good coach and someone that I would 
you know yeah, you think would, be would a good a coach, good coach for, for someone you, yeah. like me because we're similar age and that yeah. sort of thing and she used to be an elite runner you know now she's training for London Marathon as well so these are the sort of people that I follow and it gives me a bit of inspiration the cool. other thing we were just going to mention was about YouTube mm. wasn't it yeah so so there's loads of YouTubers yeah, doing running content all yeah. the time isn't there yeah um so what we're going to talk about a few that we've actually yeah. paid most attention to yeah. so the first one's Ben Parks. Uh, so we've both watched quite a lot of mm-hmm. Ben Parks. I'm sure people listening will have. If you don't, look, look him up. So he's got like lo- he's done loads of content, hasn't yeah. he, over the years? And he's quite a diverse runner, isn't he? So he's someone mm-hmm. who's done. He does fast road runs, five k's up to marathons, and he, you know, I think he's in the two thirties range or maybe even a bit quicker than that 225 marathon 225 marathon um and he talks all about like his training and everything he's done and the ups and the downs of it all um but he's also done loads of trail stuff and he's had challenges to try and do like the utmb yeah we met him yeah we met him we met him and his partner sarah place at chamonix and he was like really nervous about the UTMB. Yeah, because I think he'd had a couple of... Oh, DNF the Yeah, and then he did DNF, and he's talked a lot about all that on his YouTube tra- yeah. channel, hasn't he, about all the challenges that he faced, sort of. Sarah finished it, didn't she? Yeah, she partner. did, yeah. Um, yeah. And she's on some of the videos, isn't she? And, and yeah, she has got... She's got her own She has channel. got her own channel as well, and I really like Sarah's channel, but she doesn't post that many videos. Prolific. Yeah, but yeah. She, there is... A video on Sarah's channel about the arc of attrition, which she did, which oh, is right. really, really good. So, if you're interested in in that race, then I would then definitely recommend Sarah Place's channel for that. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing with Ben Parks is he's talked about his own struggles with mental health. He's yeah, been open yeah. about that, and that's really interesting mm-hmm. and valuable to pay attention to and to like listen to. And yeah. I think really good of him to share that because it'll, it'll be something that lots of people have experienced. Yeah. We talked about mental health and running yeah. in one of our earlier episodes. And then also he does lots of reviews of shoes yeah. and equipment. And I, d- I think he's sponsor neutral in that respect yeah, yeah. isn't he so you're getting well you're getting a kind of review that's not influenced by free gifts i guess is yeah that how you describe and I, it? yeah i'd really value that because i know there's some other channels that i have watched in the past where everything's sponsored and you've got no idea about whether it's any good or not it? does this person you rate it yeah. you can't be sponsored by something and then say it's rubbish can you and they never do so yeah ben parks is you know always makes it clear that he's bought these things even shows the receipts and stuff sometimes you know to be and so it's it's kind of really sort of trustworthy isn't it yeah a channel for definitely his reviews. It. Yeah. Look, look, i'm sure people will have if you haven't mm. look him up <clears> and he has mentioned about i think in the utmb he had stomach problems as well i think that was part of his problems so i think he's mentioned that as well so maybe i need to revisit that and see what he says about that so definitely a really good one. Yep. What others do you like watching on YouTube? Um, I like Philly B- Bowden. So you mentioned her with yeah, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, so she's Instagram as well, but she does some good videos, yeah, and she shares her training, but also about various other things that, you know, how she's got into a position of being an elite runner, you know, all the background to that and different, you know, trials and tribulations along the way. So, yeah, she's she's really entertaining as well. She's quite funny to watch. So, yeah, definitely recommend um, Philly Bowden. Yeah. Running Channel is yeah. one. So they do, so their podcast is also recorded as a YouTube 
show, but they do all the YouTube stuff as well, don't they? Like runs, uh, reviews of things and equipment and races and all that sort of stuff. They're like a lot of content, isn't there, on the running Yeah, channel. and they tend to do videos of kind of different workouts and things like that where yeah. they're actually doing the workout and then like explaining kind of how they're feeling about it. And they've got a range of presenters that are different abilities. So they kind of use that Appeal to, to kind of... People, yeah you know say what you know what's best for who and that sort of thing so yeah. that yeah like that the welsh runner matt reese he tends to do series of like if he's training for something he'll do a series and it's week by week so if you're interested in seeing you know following what's how someone trains week by week then his channel's quite interesting and, and he was the guy who helped yeah. someone over in the last quarter of a mile of the london yeah a marathon. few years ago wasn't quite it famous, was a, wasn't yeah it? it was i think it because it it was televised so i think somewhat it was literally like the last uh, stretch wasn't yeah. it and he stopped and helped this other guy across the line yeah basically completely run out of Mm. empty completely empty sort of fell to the ground i was stumbling around and fell down and then it was like arm around the shoulder and sort of carried him over the line yeah so but yeah yeah, so that he yeah and he's a coach as well so he gives coaching tips and things like that on that and then um the last one i wanted to mention was actually his partner who is kelly rupp she's called kellogg's on the run that's her oh, yeah. her youtube yeah. channel and i've been following her for quite a long time as well and i like her videos and she tends to do the same thing when she's training for something a, a weekly video of what she's done yeah. for her training that week and that sort of thing and, and she you know, puts a lot on instagram as well i think she does she? yeah she does put a lot on instagram a lot of as these well, people so. across all formats aren't they yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah she's she's good to follow as well so awesome so what so if you've got enough time in your week once you finish listening to running <laughs> partners podcast try out some of the other podcasts follow a few of these people on instagram also youtube but also if if there's others that you know are brilliant that we've not mentioned drop us a line tell us and then we can mention them and share them to others yeah and um, and yeah we'll put all the links in the show notes and also uh we'll link tag it in instagram and things like that so it's easy for people to find these different things we've mentioned i thought this was going to be a short one yeah well, it's we'll a get, long one and the feedback is this sort of length seems to fit with people's yeah, that's runs true. so yeah. hopefully it's been a good episode to accompany you on your run and as ever like if you if you've enjoyed it let us know anything you want us to share let us know and also we want to we the audience is growing isn't it and we wanted mm-hmm. to keep it growing so the best way to do that is through the people who are listening if everyone tells like one other person then we'll double it in a week yay <laughs> uh, alright shall we wrap up for today then yeah i think that's it from me all right well happy running everyone and we'll be back soon with another episode bye bye thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show if you did please leave us a rating or review and share the podcast to friends and family to help us build the running partners community you can email us at runningpartners at outlook.com with any questions, feedback, race results, topic suggestions, or anything else. Also email us if you would like to find out more about the running coaching that I offer. Simply put coaching query in the email subject and I'll get right back to you. And check out my website, paulgriffithsrunningcoach.com for more info. You can find us both on Instagram at 26.2 and Griff's Running, as well as on Strava and Facebook, and all the links are in the show notes. We will be back every Monday with a new episode, so see you then.